Welcome to Bridge City Church. We are here to lead people in a deeper relationship with Jesus and to grow the church locally, nationally, and internationally. We pray you are blessed by this message. Good morning, church. For those that don't know me, and for those joining us online this morning, uh, my name is Andrew, and I'm one of the pastors here at Bridge City Church. <clears throat> Before I start this morning, I just want to acknowledge uh, Pastor Jeremy Griffiths for his resource, which I've drawn from in um, putting this message together this morning. This morning, I want to share with you one of the, one of the healing miracles from the book of Mark in chapter 8, verses 22 to 26. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Um, Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? The man looked around. Yes, he said, I see, but I can't see very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. And Jesus sent him away, saying, don't go back into the village on your way home. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word, and I ask that as I share the word that you've given me today, that all minister to the hearts and the minds of all those that are listening. Let it draw each one of us closer to you. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. If you're familiar with your Bible, you'll know that this, this miracle happened not long after Jesus fed the 4,000 uh, men and the seven loaves of bread and two pieces of fish. And then, and then Jesus and his disciples got into a boat and went across the lake. Oh, where's the wage? <clears throat> yeah, so they went across the lake, got into the boat and went across the lake. And when Jesus and his disciples arrived, um, they had an argument with the, with the Pharisees who demanded a miraculous sign. So Jesus and his disciples got back into the boat and crossed to the other side of the lake. And that's where we pick up today's scripture. Now, the Gospels, which are the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, <clears throat> tell of at least seven miracles, at least seven times when Jesus heals blind people, not to mention all the other healings that Jesus does. But today, I want to focus on this particular incident of healing. See, it says that some blind men receive sight, inferring that they, they were born blind, and others had their sight restored, which infers that they had lost their sight through injury or illness. See, Jesus uses diverse ways to bring different healing to different people. In Matthew 9, verse 29, we read of Jesus touching, touching two blind men and saying, because of your faith, it will happen. Then their eyes were opened and they could see. Well, to another blind man, his words alone. His words alone brought healing. In Luke 18, verse 41, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, All right, 
Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see. Well, on another occasion, Jesus made mud and placed the mud to the blind man's eyes. And in John 9 verse 6, it says, that Then he spat on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, Go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. And in, in, in this event today that I'm sharing, it says, in the NLT version anyway, it says that Jesus actually spat on the man's eyes. You see, the healing ministry of Jesus, it's not a mass production line. He ministered to individuals, often using different styles of ministry for each and every one of them. There is no secret formula, no, no special processes, no, no set formats to copy. Jesus focused on the people and he ministered in a unique way to each and every one of them. And on this occasion, Jesus actually like, physically spat on the man's eyes before he touched him. Let's break it down just a little bit. In verse 22, it says that some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch him and heal him. This miracle began with friends bringing the blind man to Jesus. There is incredible power, incredible power in bringing broken, hurting people to the Lord. Now we, we can safely assume that the blind man was unable to bring himself to Jesus because, well, he was blind and he couldn't see. But also the, the fact that he possibly didn't have the faith that Jesus could or actually would heal him. And so his friends brought him to Jesus and they begged Jesus to heal him. Let's look at the, the hidden message in the first line of that scripture. Some people <coughs> brought a blind man to Jesus. See, like the blind man, there will be moments in our lives where we find ourselves spiritually hurting or in need of healing. We, we may lack faith, the faith to believe that, that Jesus will, can and will actually do anything for us. Or maybe we have that little seed of doubt. I know I do. Why would he, why would he care for me? And like this blind man, we often need the help of those around us to carry us or, or, or to guide us to, to the Saviour through their prayer their faith and their actions. Our faith is not always strong enough to get us to Christ on our own. But like this blind man, through the encouragement and the faithful pursuit of other Christians, we can find ourselves at the feet of Christ, ready to receive his healing touch, his change of direction in our lives. You'll notice that in verse 23, Jesus took the man by the hand and led him out of the village. Before, this, before he healed the man, Jesus took, the hand, took him by the hand and led him out of the city. He took him firmly by the hand to seize him away from the crowd. Before there could be a touch of healing, there had to be a touch of authority to bring a new direction to this man's life. There had to be the removal 
of his old ways before the beginnings of the new ways. Sometimes God wants to pull us out of situations, away from the crowd so that he can speak with us intimately. Jesus doesn't only want to heal this man, or or us for that matter. He wants to provide a whole new direction in life. See, the first part of this verse can be viewed as an intimate act of love before the miracle happens. Jesus did not choose to do the healing with everyone around him, but instead he took the man alone with him outside the busy village. Jesus didn't have to do that, nor, nor did he have to actually touch him at all. He could have simply spoken a word right there in the middle of the bustling crowd and the man would have been healed. However, Jesus chose to tend to this man in a very caring way. In compassion and love, Jesus led him out of the village. Now, we are not told if anyone followed or if the disciples were near. But what is important to note is that Jesus intentionally sought to be alone with this man. Some of the greatest moments of our faith-going journey will happen when we allow ourselves to be completely alone with God. This world that we live in, that we are part of, is extremely busy. It's full of, distract, full of distractions. But when we are willing to be led by the hand, away from the village, away from the crowd, into a place of solitude, a place of one-on-one with God through his son Jesus, he will impress himself upon us in ways he may not have been able to in the confines of our busy life. We see in this verse that Jesus led him away where he might not have gone on his own. In the same way, we must be willing to follow Jesus to special, to special places of solitude for spiritual renewal. We should not fight it or, or find excuses. So even today, when, when he grips our soul, when he, we must trust him to lead us to a place that is good for us, even if we don't understand it at the time. We continue to read that Jesus then spat on the man's eyes. He could have healed him without spitting on him. As we've shared previously, Jesus heals in many different ways. So why did he spit on his eyes? What appears to be quite unusual may have served a very practical purpose. If the man was suffering from some kind of eye disease, then his eyes may have been gummed shut by secretions. And before his sight could be restored, he had to be able to open his eyes. Now saliva, believe this or not, you can Google it, saliva is considered to have medicinal qualities. And in this this passage, it says that after spitting on his eyes, Jesus then laid his hands on him. Jesus did what no other man had ever done for this blind man. He could have told the man to go and wash, but he's our gentle, kind, compassionate saviour and is willing to touch what most people would be consider to be untouchable. When the man felt 
the hands of Jesus touching his eyes, he would have sensed compassion. Someone genuinely caring for him. And it became a point of contact for the man to believe for a miracle. We see at the end of verse 23 that Jesus asked the man, can you see anything now? And it is in this question that we see the only ever recorded progressive miracle in the Bible. In every other instance of healing in the Bible, we see that the healing is instant and complete. But for some reason, the spit and then the laying on of hands did not complete the healing. You see, in this instance, Jesus called for a response from the man. Jesus was challenging him for a response, encouraging him to believe, growing his faith, believing that he could be healed. You cannot see unless you open your eyes. You cannot walk on water unless you step out of the boat. You cannot move mountains until you have spoken words of faith. Can you see anything now? Now, this is an unusual question from God. I mean, God is, has infinite awareness, infinite understanding, and infinite insight. But he, God wasn't seeking information. He was stimulating his faith. In verse 24, it says that the man looked around. If you want to receive a miracle, you have to use your faith. And faith requires you to change your focus. Looking around at what God has put in front of you. Stop looking at what you don't have and start looking at what you do have. Stop looking down and start looking up. That's where our help comes from. Stop looking inward. Start looking outward. Stop walking around with your eyes closed. Open your eyes and tell me, can you see anything now? Now this two-step healing allowed the blind man to accept the fact that he was being cared for. Someone who knew him intimately and grew his faith patiently. See, Jesus is not just a miracle worker, but he's our saviour and our Lord. He was restoring not only his sight, but also spiritually touching his heart. Jesus helped him step from unbelief to belief. As the man's vision grew, his faith also grew. And as his faith grew, his vision became clearer. This miracle is more than just a process of healing. It's a journey of faith. As we take small steps, we are encouraged to take larger steps. In verse 25, then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again and his eyes were opened. Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. The hands of compassion, the hands that cleansed the diseased eyes now have become hands of completion. Hands that brought healing from disease gave perfect vision. Regardless of the cause and the ugliness of the symptoms, the hands of Jesus brought health and healing. The compassion of the divine God 
was expressed through the fingertips of Jesus as he touched the man for a second time. Now the blind man was most likely already filled with excitement because because he could see. He, He could see. He could at least see something after that first initial touch. Even if it was looking like trees, he could at least see something. He may have thought that was it, that his miracle was over. But we know we know that Jesus is the perfect God. And he was not going to be satisfied with fuzzy walking trees. Jesus doesn't do half a job. Verse 25 finishes with the following. His sight was completely restored and he could see everything clearly. Jesus is not tied to any particular style of healing. Jesus is 100% God and 100% man. And he is free to do according to his will, whatever he pleases. And we can see in this instance this morning that his desire was to grow the man's faith. He could have simply healed him and sent him on his way. But this unique miracle demonstrates a gradual cure. The hands of Jesus had led this man out of the village. His spit had cleansed the gunk from his eyes and then he touched him twice. There is no touch like the touch of Jesus. His touch will lead. His touch will guide. His touch will cleanse. His touch will heal. And his touch will restore. We, as Christians, need to hunger, hunger for that touch of Jesus. To finish off verse 26, this is a bit unusual, this one. Jesus sent him away, saying, don't go back into the village on your way home. Now, before this miracle, Jesus took the man outside the village. And after the miracle, Jesus commanded him not to return there on his way home. For the man to return to the village straight away may have raised faith-destroying questions from the crowd of onlookers, from the community of unbelievers, the, the doubters, the mockers, and the people that just they don't understand. Questions like, were you really blind? Are you sure you can see? You don't look any different. And the big one, which, which would create that extra seed of doubt, why? Why did he have to touch you twice? The advice of Jesus not to return to the village on his way home can be summarised quite simply as don't let the doubters distract you. Something that we all should take on board when we come into the presence of Jesus. Don't let the doubters affect you. As we know, not everyone wants us to reflect the image of Jesus. The cynics and the sceptics and the people that just don't understand would prefer that we remain as we are, even if it is blinded. But faith thrives on positive confession and positive companionship. 
Let's look at how this passage of scripture can be applied to our lives today. You see, this man was brought into the presence of Jesus. He was brought into the presence of Jesus because his friends knew that Jesus would be able to heal him. They begged Jesus to touch him and to heal him. Now some people, I'm going to assume they were his friends, brought this man into the presence of Jesus. Every Sunday we come in here into the presence of Jesus. And they begged Jesus, they begged Jesus to firstly touch the man and then to heal him. If you need healing today, come and ask Jesus. If someone you know needs healing, bring them for Jesus to touch them. I'll lead them into his presence and then, and then let Jesus complete the healing. We, as Christians, don't actually need to beg Jesus. We simply need to come to him and submit to his ways. Jesus led the man away from the community, led him out of the village to be alone with him. See, Jesus would often take himself away from the community to spend time with his father. And he encourages us to do the same today. In being led away from the village, he was separated from the crowd. He was singled out by Jesus. He was removed from his normal routine and isolated, set apart. Does any of this sound familiar to Christians? It wasn't until he was away, alone, in the presence of Jesus, that his healing commenced. Time alone in the presence of Jesus. When did you last have time alone, away from the village, away from our modern lives, away from the distractions, alone in solitude? with no one but Jesus. No phones, no, no iPads, no checking emails, just you, your Bible and God. See, we need to make the time, we need to make the time to be alone with him, with his word, to be led away from the village. And we don't need to go far to be in a quiet place. It could be in your walking robe in your house, it could be in your car, in the car park. It's just you, your Bible, and Jesus. I want, you to, I want to encourage you to make space for him. Let him draw you to himself. Let him provide the healing that you need, your body and your spirit. Let him love you as only he can do. In Matthew 6, verse 6, it says, When you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. And then your Father, who sees everything, will, will, will reward you. If there's nothing else that you take away from this message this morning, I want you to desire to get alone with Jesus. Talk to him. Read his word. 
sit in his presence, knowing that he loves you. He loves you so much that he gave his life for you. Now, if you have not yet begun a relationship with Jesus, but would like to, you can make that decision right now by saying this simple prayer with me. Let's pray. Father God, I know I am a sinner and I pray you will forgive me. I want to turn from my sins and follow you. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I believe he died for my sins and, you, and that you raised him to life. I want Jesus to come into my heart and take control of my life. I choose to trust Jesus as my Lord and Saviour from this day forwards. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Now, if you, if you prayed this prayer with me this morning for the first time, please let one of our team know so we can support you and give you the resources to help you in this wonderful, life-changing direction decision. And now to finish up, I'm just going to pray. Father God, we give you thanks for your word and for the many different situations and circumstances where Jesus brought healing to our broken people. We know you are the same yesterday, today and forever and that Jesus heals today just as he did back then. We pray, Father, that by the power of your Holy Spirit you will draw each one of us from where we are closer to you. Place in us a deep desire to know you more, to love you more, to get alone with you and to let you minister to our deepest needs. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for all that you have done and all you are going to do in and through us. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining with us today. If you would like to find out more, you can get in touch with us on our website at bridgecitychurch.com.au. See you next time.